Ladies and gentlemen, I'm glad to announce that the soundboard is back. That's right. I got it working again. Uh, it's, it's amazing. It, it took so much effort to collect all of these audio files and put them in one place, in one folder, and just collect them uh, to make sure that they are where they are. But unfortunately, I couldn't get like one sound effect. Can you guess which one? No, which one? Well, I got the bruh. Bruh. So that's good. But what, I, what I'm missing is the boo. Like I got the laugh oh. and all, but I, I'm missing the boo, boo. Remember that one? That, yeah. th that one's a classic, but I don't, I don't have it anymore because it turns out like it's copyrighted. Really? Yeah, it, it, like all these canned laughter tracks, they're like from the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, and from the future. But <laughs> the thing is, it's, it's copyrighted still, even if you use like a little piece of it in your podcast. And I don't know how many episodes we have uh, up on Spotify and, and, and stuff that have that like copyrighted piece of material. So I don't know. It would be, it would be a shame if some company would just take down all the episodes off of the, our YouTube channel. Imagine that. Imagine like, what, 70 video takedowns on a channel. What could be worse than 70 takedowns on why, a YouTube Why do you channel? always do this where you're, you're prompting me to tell the story when I, I don't know this one? You're the one that's prepped for this one. Yours is. I can't just no, intro not. myself I can't in. say, oh, did you hear about Gilva Sunner and then ask you to explain it to me? I can't. I can't. What, what am I supposed to do? Are you supposed to start the, the, the episode and then lay it over to me? Well, okay, then I, come I up with better intros then. You know, I could have jumped in. You were going the whole time. I was going the whole time because I was carrying. Anyway. God damn it. Speaking of carrying, Gilba Sunner <laughs> was carrying the entire ripped soundtrack scene on YouTube by uploading thousands upon thousands of rips from video games, including Nintendo games. We got Kirby soundtracks, Mario soundtracks. So yeah, we, it was so many tracks. And uh, one day the entire channel, like three, got 3,500 video takedowns. 3,500, how does a human even do that? Because you can't do that thing autonomously on YouTube. You used to back in the day with like automatic copyright, you know, detection systems. But since these got takedowns way after they were uploaded, that means that somebody at Nintendo went in and took down every single video piece by piece. That's 3,500 videos. That's a lot. If I told you right now, Steven, to, without using any hotkeys, go buy 3,500 videos and just click one button. That would take you like, I don't even know how much that would take you. That would take you like a week at least. <laughs> Non-stop yeah. clicking. And so uh, the, the, the creator of the Gilva Sunner channel, they came out on Twitter and basically said, okay, I cannot keep up with this. This is just way out of my league. I can't fight this. So I'm just closing the channel and it's extremely sad this is a 
this channel has been up for years and it didn't have like that that major issues it did have a little bit of issues in october 2019 i remember like a lot of videos getting down and i think even the channel shut down but this is just overwhelming and especially there were rumors at first that this wasn't actually nintendo taking down the videos because usually when nintendo takes down videos they uh, they either say like this video was taken down by nintendo of america or nintendo co and then some japanese letters uh but this one just said taken down by nintendo nothing else so people speculated oh maybe this is like an, an imposter among us who is trying to you know pretend to be nintendo just to screw over this poor gilva Center person uh then youtube stepped in on twitter and basically confirmed no this is the nintendo they took all this down and uh people were rightfully mad because this is just why why do this i mean usually when there's copyright issues like concerning music especially what copyright holders do is that they just monetize the video and take all the revenue which is fine but i guess nintendo doesn't want anybody listening to their music other than through like new game plus menus yeah, it's weird. Yeah, because none of their soundtracks are on Spotify or anything. It's so screwed up. It really sucks. It really reminds me the uh, the situation that happened with Toei Animation and that guy who uploaded One Piece recaps on YouTube. If you remember that, we talked with uh, with Eric about that once. Vaguely, I don't remember much about Eric. It's been so long since I've seen him. Yeah. And uh, that guy, he actually got his channel back and those videos back, but they're all blocked in Japan, which is something he's fine with because like most of his audience was in, in Japan. Uh, so I'm wondering if maybe, maybe you could do the same thing here, but probably not because his content was transformative. It fell under fair use, but this is just like from a legal point of view, Nintendo are right here they have yeah the right to do whatever they wish with their own copyrighted content i just don't understand how they have the audacity to do this and a day later they announced did you see this they announced this pokemon sound bank thing where you can you can basically use music from pokemon diamond and pearl and it's like copyright free but only that specific music like, how tone deaf are you to, to do that announcement, like, literally after just mauling this YouTube account, which was beloved by millions? Well, do you think they're going to set up something similar for the rest of their work? Like, No, that's not Nintendo's way. Because if they only took down the Diamond and Pearl music and then set up this Pokemon sound bank, I think it would make sense. No, but. it wouldn't. Like the sound bank just makes the Pokemon music royalty free or something. Well, it's there. You can listen to it from there. And, and you can re-upload it. So what's the... That doesn't make sense. Eh, I guess so. But they might have wanted to have have access to the statistics and all that. I don't know. Because that to me, that would be basically the same as putting it on Spotify or something, right? Like, Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I didn't read like the terms of use but from what i understand you can use that like in your videos and stuff but i don't know if uh if we can do that on our podcast because i'd like i'd like to use like some kind of pokemon diamond and pearl sound effects you know that that's my favorite gen yeah but you know uh there's also one more thing okay a lot of people are confused about silva gunner 
and Gilva Silver. I mean, Gilva Sunner <laughs> and Silva Gunner. There's two YouTube accounts and I've, th I love this. Uh, so there used to be an account called Silva Gunner. It was the original one, which did basically the same thing that Gilva Sunner did. It posted rips from video game OSTs. And then it got taken down due to copyright issues. And then Gilva Sutner popped up as like a reemergence of that channel's purpose. So they did the exact same thing. Then after that, Silva Gunner, another account, which is has nothing to do with the original account, popped up as a parody of uh, Gilva Sunner. And guys, if you don't know Silva Gunner, just just watch, just listen to a couple of rips from Silva Gunner. I'm not going to spoil anything. Uh, just listen to some of the Undertale tracks, you know. It's pretty, it's pretty interesting, like, from, uh, like, these versions of the OST that you might not have listened to before. It's pretty, pretty, pretty cool, nifty stuff. And, uh, I especially love it when people keep getting confused between Gilva Sunner and Silva Gunner, <laughs> and people accidentally click the wrong video, and at first they think they're listening to Kirby's OST, and then it turns into something completely different, with grown men screaming. <laughs> but yeah, this situation sucks, and I don't like Nintendo. Nintendo bad. Do you want to hear about something else bad that's been happening with uh, Nintendo? Well, that Nintendo has been doing to someone else. Yeah, I know what you're doing. You're doing like a cool transition into Gary Opa situation. Unfortunately, usually when this happens, we have our resident lawyer, Eric. Yeah. But this time he couldn't make it, unfortunately, because this is what he said. He wrote to me that he's uh, he's going to be protesting critical race theory <laughs> in his city because this is what he said. This is what Eric said. If they start teaching this shit in schools... I might not have a job in the future. I don't really get why it's such a big deal that they teach in schools, though, because Eric is not already not allowed within 50 feet of a school. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's kind of confusing yeah. that way, uh, especially after that incident with the with the butt <laughs> stuff. I'm not going to get into that, but, you know, that's that's in his uh, that's in his uh, past. So I'm not going to touch upon that like he touched that kid. Um, so moving on. Speaking of, of bad things that can get you in jail, apparently, if you are a spokesperson for a company that sells custom firmwares for the Switch, you might see up to five years in jail. Is that right, Steven? Is that what's going on? Is Gary Opa going into the state penitentiary? Is he going to be along with murderers, rapists? public defenders what's going on well that's that's what the prosecution is seeking so gary bowser very quickly for anyone who doesn't know was the spokesperson for team executor they sold little mod chips that you could solder onto your switch in order to install custom firmware and they also sold access to rom sites uh gary operated one called well i guess i can't say the name even if it's shut down now but you can say it it's called rom bank according to uh documents submitted by the prosecution yeah. He was indicted. He's been charged. Uh, he's accepted a four and a half million dollar fine in the criminal uh, suit against him uh, that the United States is bringing against him in the mm -hmm. civil suit. Then Nintendo is suing him for he has been ordered to pay 10 million. And now as part of the criminal suit, the 
government wants him to be put to jail for or sent to jail for five years. That's insane. It's a lot. <laughs> it's, it's insane. Uh, it's it's stupid. Yeah. So they do admit that it's a, a higher sentence than is recommended by the probation office. They don't say what sentence is recommended by the probation office, but they think it's important to uh, for him to be for him to get such a dramatic sentence because he was such a high ranking member and team executor because of his history, and they wanted to act as a deterrent against cyber criminal. This is bullshit. I am. So, I. I did not at first when this story came up and he was made to pay like what 10 million dollars in the civil suit and like 4.5 million dollars in the uh the fine that he was ordered mm -hmm. to pay that wasn't that was too much that was overkill but now you want to take away this guy's life and give him a criminal record yeah so i'll briefly go over the prosecution's case which is that he was the most well-known member of team executor because he was public facing he was one of the most important people in the organization so he deserves to be taken down okay okay uh, they, they i'm sorry okay. i'm sorry i'm the most popular member of the temp cast arguably <laughs> speaking say eric Xander goes to jail for some some you know bad stuff activities which you know, he has a history of doing. Am I am I going to jail now because he he was associated with me on the Tempcat? What's going on here? This isn't you can't just put somebody in jail because he was the most popular guy. That doesn't make sense. I mean, am I missing something here? I wish I well, honestly do. Well, they're saying he was important to the organization, so he deserves. Yeah. yeah. And I guess they're also saying that it will act as a deterrent. So he's a well-known figure. They want to make an example out of him. They say that cyber criminals are uh, harder to convict because, you know, it's easier to act anonymously or they may live in countries that don't have extradition clauses with the United States. Gary Opa isn't even like a U.S. citizen, right? No, he's a Canadian citizen. <laughs> Uh, they also say that he deserves it because of his uh, history. What history? The only example they can pull out of his history that like, you know, this is a bad guy. We shouldn't, you know, cut him any slack is uh, that he was charged with forgery and fraud under $5,000 in 2004. Do you have any idea how much insider trading goes on in <laughs> Congress? Do you know that Nancy Pelosi and Dan Crenshaw, their, their picks for stocks investments are better and outperform every single hedge fund and every single stock expert. But Gary Opa, he, he did some fraud with $5,000, so he should probably go to jail for five years. They also say he has a, he's a higher risk of reoffending because, uh, He's worked so long in the criminal space. And the Criminals. quote from the document that made me laugh was after he's released the same financial hardships and social isolation that led to his becoming the public voice of team executor will be present when he reenters society after serving his sentence, which is basically saying that, like, he's a lost cause loser and <laughs> he has no choice but to work in the so, criminal space. Uh, OK, OK, I, I, this guy needs a lawyer and he needs like a real lawyer i don't know whose lawyer is right now like well do you want to hear what his lawyers had to say in response yes, yes please okay so his lawyers are asking for a 19 month sentence uh he so he's he was originally arrested in october of 2020 and 
because he's not a U.S. citizen, he hasn't been able to be let out on bail, which is something that's sort of assumed that you'll get a pretrial release. So he's essentially been in prison since October of 2020. So they're asking for a 19-month sentence, you know, with the presumption that it's um, basically a 39-month sentence because he's been in prison for so long already. And so they're asking for that, partially because of that, partially because he's being treated unfairly because he's an American or Canadian citizen. Like there are uh, certain programs that would enable early release or help him with his substance abuse because I guess he's an alcoholic that he's being denied because uh, he's a Canadian. Apparently, if he was an American, he would be sent to a minimum security prison camp, which they don't say, I don't know exactly where he is right now, but they say he hasn't been sent to one of those because he's a Canadian. So he is in a rougher place than he deserves to be. <laughs> that, that, that sounds like incredibly racist or something. <laughs> I don't fuck. You're a Canadian. So you have to be in worse conditions than if you were a citizen. What? Yeah, because there are these programs that would help out that help out prisoners, but only American citizens are qualified. So I don't know why. Like, why is a Canadian citizen in the American prison system? Is something? I guess because Nintendo. I guess because the U.S. government are the ones that decide to prosecute. I, Can I don't he not know, be but, extradited or something? Well, he was extradited from the Dominican Republic. Republic wasn't no, back he back to Canada Dominican. so he can like serve his sentence there? Can I guess he? not? Well, the Canadian government is and prosecuting them. I guess the Canadian government doesn't give a shit about Team Executor stealing things. Only the American government does. So they're saying he should get a lighter sentence because he's been in prison so long and he's basically having a really extra shitty time in there. And then the other point they make and this is really rough, is they go in on his character a lot and they go in on his role in Team Executor. They basically spend the better part of 12 pages laying out why he's unimportant and nobody should give a shit about him, <laughs> which yeah. is really rough. So in terms of his character, they talk about how when he was young that his father move, moved around a lot and so uh, he was very transient. He attended school by correspondence. What the so he didn't have, have any anything to do with this? I don't know, but they say that he attended school by correspondence, so he didn't make any friends. Uh, his brother died in a plane crash. His mother died when he was young. He became addicted to alcohol at 15. One of his girlfriends was was murdered. Another what girlfriend beat him so bad that he ended up in the hospital on three separate occasions. All of these things that really had nothing to do with anything, and it's a big, long... Like I said, it's a healthy section of the document. I think is you you have the authority to f talk about that shit publicly, Mr. U.S. Government. I don't no, think. They, well, no. This was this was his this was his lawyers. The, this oh. is part of their defense. No, that's that's terrible defense. <laughs> I guess the defense is just like we feel bad for him, or like I guess the idea is he had a rough life, so he naturally turned to criminal activity. But I mean, it's not really the issue on trial. I guess or, I shouldn't say on trial, but because this isn't going to trial, there's no jury. They're not trying to sway a jury. He's at sentencing. That goes to a judge. Yeah. I guess they want to make the judge feel bad for him, but. That's very odd. They talk. Oh, they also do touch on the fact that he contracted el uh, elephantitis in 2018. Uh, elephant um, what? And he's. I'm a doctor. I don't know what that is. Uh, maybe I'm not pronouncing it right. But he it, basically the prison's uh, medical records describe him as permanently deformed. So oh he has to either use God. a wheelchair or he walks with a cane. Oh, I know what this is. Oh my yeah. God. This is, this is, I think this is what the elephant man had. Yeah. Dude, poor dude. Oh my God. That, if he actually has that, 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 that f sucks. So that's another thing they bring up. They do, the only part of the, 
character section of his of the defense that seemed relevant was they mentioned um, he, do ha he does have friends in Canada who speak highly of him and say they'd be willing to help him uh, where he really or when he's released and sent back to Canada. Uh, I guess, you know, get him a legitimate job, help keep him out of trouble, that kind of thing. That made sense to me. That was the only part that made sense. But even with his friends, they have these quotes in there where they talk about how uh, he really wants to be liked. He tries very hard to uh, impress people and keep them happy. Several people describe him as being easily taken advantage of. There's an anecdote about how he ran a computer repair shop and his customers would take advantage of him. And I don't even know how that happens. How do you walk into a store and convince the guy behind? Like, did he, did people talk the, like, how did they talk him into? This is what I, happens. I this is what happens. Know. They come in. He's like, hey, Gary, can you fix my, uh, my 3DS? Gary's like, sure, fine. Then he's like, hey, listen, listen, can you, uh, can you develop gateway 3DS? <laughs> what do you think about that? Huh? That's how it went down. That's how, <laughs> so that's how they took advantage of him. <laughs> that, that's 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 what happens to good people. They get turned <laughs> to the bad road of hacking children's consoles. Yeah. So, so that's the other thing is they talk about his role in the organization and they begin that section of the document um, by saying Mr. Bowser was used by Max Lorne. He's another member mm -hmm, of Team Executor. Mm -hmm. He was indicted, but not extradited. Mm -hmm. There's really nothing happening with him. And so they try to paint this image that Gary was an innocent bystander or not a bystander, but a minor participant who got roped in and manipulated by this other guy. Yeah. And they go into how um, Team Executor made tens of millions of dollars. Uh, he believes that the two other guys at the top of it were making millions, that the manufacturers and developers and resellers were also making hundreds of thousands, if not millions. And that they say that Bowser... Or, Gary Bowser made, he was uh, given a stipend of between $500 and $1,000 per month to work for Team Executor. And he was allowed to keep the ad revenue of the sites he ran to promote Team Executor products. And uh, they say there were some documents submitted. His total revenue for the whole seven years that he worked with Team Executor was $320,000, which works out for to about $45,000 a year. But it's not a great salary when you're part of a criminal enterprise that ends up ruining your life and everyone else is making. <laughs> Sounds to me like he owns Nintendo $10 million. <laughs> and now it is worth pointing out that when they were indicted, uh, there were accusations of money laundering, that maybe Gary Bowser has money somewhere else that isn't on the books that he managed to slip past. Yeah, yeah, he does. He's got, he's got 53 Cardano. <laughs> on his finance account. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah. Um, they also talk about how uh, the this other guy, Max Lauren, and another member of the team, uh, something Chen, I, I don't know how to pronounce his name, uh, lived very lavish, extravagant lifestyles that, you know, they were out partying all the time. They lived in big houses that everyone involved in Team Executor were all friends and hung out together, except Gary. They go out of their way to say that he's the only person who wasn't involved in the social that lives sucks. of everyone else. Which is, again, very, doesn't feel relevant. <laughs> There's a section, a direct quote I'll read is, uh, without Chen or Luern, there would be no enterprise, referring to Team Executor. But without Mr. Bowser, Luern would have found someone else to be the face of the effort. <laughs> so he's basically saying, like, they didn't, Gary Bowser needed them, but he, he could have been anybody. They didn't need him at all. He was just the 
convenient person they chose. Like they really go in and try to make him sound like a loser. <laughs> it's really mean. Like it really makes, it does make you feel bad for him. And that's obviously what they're going for. So you have to be a little bit suspicious okay. of it, but what the lawyers were supposed to do, here's what the lawyers were supposed to do. The lawyers were supposed to tell the judge, you explain how Nancy Pelosi is worth $400 million. <laughs> and then just, that's it. Just go and start away. Gotta do. That's all they got to do. That's all. Then the judge is going to be like, huh, maybe this is a great injustice of putting this man behind bars for five years <laughs> for just being a spokesperson for a website that did kind of an illegal thing, but definitely didn't cause like that amount of damages. Yeah. Well, yeah. So the case, they are estimating that Team Executor as a whole, not Bowser himself, caused between 65 and $150 million in damages to uh, the video game industry. Although they mostly dealt with Nintendo products. So I guess it would be Nintendo and their third-party developers. I can assure you that is bullshit. <laughs> I can bet my <laughs> life. I'm sorry for all the censoring you're going to have to do, by the way. Uh, you it's could okay. just upload this as explicit. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I can bet my left testicle that if there was a way to accurately model this stuff, then it would prove that there's nothing even close to $400 million in damages. Maybe $10 million. 150 is what they cited. Maybe 10 Maybe 20 Okay. Because like most of the people who pirate stuff, they can't afford like $70, $60 games. So. No. And a lot of people will download things just because they have a need to collect or complete things. They just want to have everything, even if they're never going to use it. And they probably wouldn't buy it, but... I don't know about that, but... <laughs> Some, I know people for sure that will download full ROM sets and then... Can you give me their names and addresses and social security <laughs> numbers? Just send me that in your, the PM. So, the thing you were touching on, I think where you accidentally pulled the $400 million number from, is... Uh, they do also cite a say uh, a case from 2015, uh, the United States versus Nam. That was that was in the 70s, dude. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure exactly what this guy's. I don't know his first name, but N O M M. This guy, it was similar. He was part of a piracy group that sold movies, music, books, whatever. And uh, he was the only one from his group to be indicted. So he worked for his group around the same length of time Bowser has worked with Team Executor. There, his group was estimated to have caused $400 million in damages, mm -hmm. generated $150 million in profit. And this mm -hmm. dude was only sentenced to one year and one day in prison. I mean, if you do the math, if you do the math, Gary Opa is much more dangerous to the gaming community industry whatever so he needs to be i think five <laughs> years isn't enough yeah. i think he needs to get life sentence you know what Thank <laughs> he's lucky that where is he getting prosecuted in california he's lucky they don't have the death penalty that's all i'm saying because <laughs> you know you, you with the with nintendo you you better you better realize who you're dealing with dude if the ninjas don't get you, then the U.S. justice system will. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I hate this situation. I don't like it. I don't like it. I feel like, I feel like, what if, what if, I don't know, it turns out that Costello had a huge ROM collection. 
posted on the <laughs> site somewhere and nintendo finds out like by just i don't know opening up the the javascript console on the website just <laughs> finds it there and then sues everyone including me because i'm the most oh, prominent fuck. member because i'm the most oh, no. uploads on the youtube channel oh i, <laughs> I did all the advertising on oh, dude uh gba oh, temp yeah. is referenced in the prosecutor's I uh document i know we're next yeah, they there's a link to a to a thread put up by Wii Me Switch about a save editor that was made by another user on the site, and he accidentally said in the thread that it was made by former members of Team Executor, and the prosecution used that as a reason wow. to uh, give a stiffer sentence to Gary because he's like, oh look, his friends are out doing it again. Like they don't feel deterred. They're not scared. We need to scare oh them. Like. <laughs> And then Weemi Switch updated his thread after this came out. It was like, no, nah, I made a mistake. It was actually just another dude on the site. <laughs> Imagine going to jail because of a Weemi Switch post. That would be... Ooh, that's rough. <laughs> that's a hard life to live. Mm, I don't like this. They could extradite me. They could... Wait, what if I could use that as a way to emigrate into the U.S.? Huh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, I'll ah. do a 10-year sentence for being a podcast host yeah that seems reasonable but <laughs> yeah i go to an american prison they got look they got food they got gyms <laughs> probably better yeah. than the gyms in ukraine if you think about it you got discipline right you got you probably get some really nice books and uh what else i don't know you wouldn't be going to a minimum security camp though you'd be going to a tougher uh, one i guess you'd still get books i guess yeah but yeah, probably I, pretty limited that's pretty much what I live with right now. I just read books and I work out. That's pretty much all my free time, all I do. So that would be just paradise for me. I mean, think about it. And then you get buff. There's a community there. Uh, a lot of multicultural people you can bond <laughs> with. Uh, in my case, it's probably going to be only one group. Gary's defense did also mention that... Uh, He's been reading a lot of self-help books and okay. that he uh, he's lost 100 pounds since going to prison. Is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? I don't get it. Oh, he was... I think they say he was over 300 pounds when he went to prison. So, it's a good thing. I, I, they were like, trying, I think they were trying to make the case that he should qualify for an early release program. Yeah. But he's a, a, a Canadian, so he doesn't. Uh, of course, f*** the Canadians. <laughs> it was an odd thing to bring up. <laughs> They're not human, so they don't serve human rights. The Geneva Convention? What? What's that? It doesn't apply. No, they're Canadians. Come on, get real. <laughs> Dirty Canadians. Uh, you know what? I wish sometimes, like listening to all these stories, I wish I could just commit crimes and not get any of the consequences. You know, and there's two ways I could do that. I can either be a U.S. congressman or play Grand Theft <laughs> Auto. But you know what? GTA Five. it's... <sighs> It's so boring. I'm so done with it. I've been playing this game for 13 years already. I'm so bored. I <laughs> wish I wish Rockstar would just come out and say, you know what? We're working on it. I wish that would happen. Well, I hope you're not looking for any more information than that, because that's exactly what they said. <laughs> they said, we're working on the next game. That's it. They gave no other details, no ideas, no screenshots, no tentative release date, no idea of who exactly is working on it. They, But they have said that the next GTA installment is in development.
that was my reaction. Yeah. Not really. No, it was the boo. <laughs> I can't use the boo because I don't have the copyright for it. So um, just imagine that was like angry clapping. I don't know. <laughs> Is angry clapping a thing? Just <laughs> fucking. I don't know. I don't think it's a thing. But anyways, yeah, this situation. Remember, do you remember or were you still a child then when um, GTA 5 was announced? I remember it coming out. I don't really remember the announcement. Oh, I remember the announcement because I was, I was a big GTA fan back in the day, dude. I was, and it all started very interestingly. Rockstar's website became nothing but black and the GTA 5 logo and a timer. That okay. was the most gangster hype <laughs> announcement you can make. You just, you don't do it through a tweet. You don't go to E3 onto Sony's booth. You, you're, you're just like, hey, check out the website. Yeah, that's right. 24 hours. Get ready. I, I was there. I was on that website when the countdown hit zero. I was, I remember the video player not working. <laughs> pressing F5 because I think the site crashed. No, it didn't. That was the one time that uh, a company actually prepared for a mass influx of people. Uh, but I think I reloaded it once and I remember watching that trailer. Like the first shot, it's on the beach. And I'm thinking, oh shit, Vice City. Vice, it's definitely Vice City. <laughs> Why did I come here? I guess it's because of the weather. And people are thinking, oh shit, is that guy, is that guy, is that Tommy Versetti from Vice City? Is he back? Is that an older version of him? Oh, is this connected? This was before we knew anything about the game. So many insane theories. And the funniest thing is that after that trailer came out, it was like radio silence for like six months or something. It was an absurd amount of time where we had no information whatsoever between that and trailer two. And in trailer two, that's when we found out that there's like the multiple protagonist stuff. It was so hype. But this, this is just like a wet fart. This is just like like giving a, like a rotten piece of meat to a dying dog. Uh, this is like, yep, we're working <laughs> on it. It's it's coming. Yeah, they just put out a post on their website and it it's not even really the headline. They're like updates to uh, GTA Online, updates on the next gen port of GTA 5 and more. And then it's just kind of like tucked away in the fine print of this uh Rockstar is dead to me. I don't, it's, it's, Take Two has been dead for a long time, but Rockstar, this is just, like, first it's the controversy with all the crunch time that was, uh, though supposedly they've stopped doing that. That's something that uh, a lot of the developers also admitted that yeah. uh, they're no longer crunching, which is a good thing, but man, Rockstar, I don't, I fix your online guys gta 5 online is unplayable on pc there's so many exploits it's dangerous to play that game without like a vpn and a virtual <laughs> machine running i'm not even joking this isn't even this is just sad that such a massive game with such a massive revenue stream is just doesn't give a shit about like security it's it's not a good image and i'm not even talking about red dead online which is 
dead. They kind of suck on PC, don't they? Because I know like their crasher or not their crasher, their launcher was down for a long time uh, around the time that the definitive. It took them like seven years to release GTA 3. I mean, GTA 5 on PC. Oh, yeah, that's right. It wasn't even out originally. Yeah, I was so mad. GTA 4 is completely broken on Steam. I I remember trying to get it to run once and. It, you just can't do it, and I looked it up online. It's a common issue. No one... Really? No. Are you talking about the games for Windows Live issue? Yes, but I tried it after that was supposedly fixed, and it's still oh my very God. difficult to get it running. <laughs> yeah, this is why like the best way to play Rockstar games is literally to pirate them. They don't update their games to make them better for some reason. That's like a big no-no at Rockstar. They specifically release updates... Like, they released updates to uh, GTA Vice City and GTA San Andreas that just made all the mods and patches, like, broken. And that's all that it did. It didn't, like, have any quality of life improvements. No, it just broke all the patches and mods because f*** you. I think to this day, in order to, like, use 90% of the mods for San Andreas, you have to downgrade the Steam version. Why? What are you doing there? GTA Trilogy. Who oversaw that that travesty that tragedy how could you do this to three of your most beloved games you just you make a port to mobile of a pc version and then port that mobile port to consoles and then that port back to pc what the what and then take two they uh, sue people who are trying to do it the right way through the source code I mean, oh my god, I just, I can't, I can't, I, my, my blood pressure is going up thinking about this. (laughs) Yeah, if Rockstar doesn't have, doesn't make major changes, or take two for that matter, uh, within the next three, five years, I'm not even going to bat an eye on GTA 6 or whatever it's going to be. I don't, I just don't care. That company is dead to me. Yeah, I don't even know if it's worth getting excited about, because Dan Hauser is gone, and he was one of the head writers. And like, given their emphasis on GTA Online and trying to shoehorn that into Red Dead, I wonder if as much effort is going to be going into the uh, single player as it used to. Because I, I love the single player in GTA Five. I replayed it recently, and I think it really, really holds up. But the thing is, they keep making these games bigger and bigger, but at the same time, they feel way more emptier. Vice, I'd rather replay Vice City for the thirtieth time than play GTA Five's campaign again. Like, yeah, it was cool the first time, but I have no, no, like, reason to play it again. But GTA Vice City, it's like a small, compact game, and it's this fun map. Uh, a lot yeah. of tricks you can do. Not th- You can't say that about Los Santos and GTA 5. I don't... I honestly don't understand why people play GTA Online. Like, unironically, GTA San Andreas multiplayer, a fan mod, mostly played by Eastern European people and Brazilians, is a better experience than GTA Online on PC. Not even, that's not an exaggeration, that's just true. Probably has better anti-cheat as well. (laughs) Oh, Oh my god, can we, can we please stop talking about these big ass topics and go to something smaller okay let's do it let's go to the small stuff what do we have so just some quick topics worth bringing up uh the nintendo switch has outsold the wii as of last week it sold 103.54 million units that's the switch the light and the oled 
Whereas the Wii only sold uh, 101.63. So not a ton, but or not a ton more. It's only 2 million more, but the Switch is also not done yet. Can you uh, bring me up the software sales, all-time software sales for the Switch? Yeah, uh, it's a 766.41 million. Now, here's a critical question. Is this before Gary Opa was sent to jail or after? <laughs> it seems like after, right? That's when the Switch actually stopped bleeding out hundreds of millions of dollars in lost <laughs> profit. But the moment Gary Oppa was in that cell, that's when phew, it outsold the 3DS, the Wii U, the, the Wii itself, <laughs> the PS2 was next. Thank God that guy's in jail, right? That's sarcasm for those who are autistic <laughs> and want to use this against me. All right, should we move on to the next one? Yes. You know what? S uh, Nintendo buys all this. We buy the software, but you know what Sony does? Sony buys the creators of the software. That's right. Sony bought Bungie in a move that can, I can only describe as dating the high school girlfriend of your rival. <laughs> Sony has bought Bungie, the developers of Destiny, Destiny 2, and also the Halo series. Did you watch that Halo trailer for Paramount Plus? Oh, I never did. I heard it was really bad. It's... Did people stop, like, caring about cinematography like this? I watched the trailer. It looks like a Corridor Digital. And that's not a... That's not a diss on a Corridor Digital. They, they do great stuff for their budget. But that's like... If you have a multi-million dollar budget, that's what it looks like. It looks like a CW show. It looks like season <laughs> three of The Flash or something. It does not look good. If I was a Halo fan, I'd probably be pissed. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't care. I don't like it. I'm not going to watch it because I'm an adult. That's what I do. Instead of watching something and then complaining about it on the internet... I just don't care. Well, you don't watch it and then you complain about it on the internet. Well, I just complained. I get, I, I said my word and I'm not, I'm not, now I'm going to stop because I don't, my life doesn't consist of just bickering and complaining about things that I don't really even care about. So I, I instead spend my time bickering and complaining about things that I do care about, like the GTA series, like, uh, Nintendo's practices against creators, against like modders, hackers, whatever. That's that. That's what you know motivates me. But Halo, nah, whatever. Moving on, <laughs> man. I wish I could play Resident Evil Four in HD. Oh, now you can. The Resident Evil Four HD mod that we've talked about in the past uh, released the other day, which is pretty exciting. Pretty easy to install. It actually in improves the game. Well, I shouldn't say improves the game, but it makes it look a lot better. Some fan patches can sometimes be a little wonky or, you know, make things look inconsistent. This one is actually pretty good top to bottom. Uh, I'm a big That's fan great. of it. That's great. I'm going to check yeah. that out. You know what? Because I love Jordan. Uh, but wait, do I need to play the first three? Absolutely not. Really? No. Okay. Okay. I'll check it out then. You know what? Just for Jordan. Because Jordan hasn't played it yet for some reason. I'm just going to go a step ahead and play it before him that's like some kind of you know a gaming cuckolding going on like this is his favorite <laughs> game but i'm there before him 
So, like, have you watched JoJo's Bizarre Adventures? So, in the third episode, or maybe the second, like, JoJo meets this girl. Her name is Erina. But his evil stepbrother, Dio, doesn't like that JoJo actually found somebody he likes. And so, what Dio does is that he runs up to this girl and kisses her. This is, like, a, a small form of rape, even. He forcefully kisses her. And then she runs away because this takes place in, like, the 1800s for some reason. And uh, yeah. then uh, Jojo goes up to Erina and he's like, hey, yo, Erina, wh what's going on? Why are you so sad? And she's like, ah, what are you about it? And then he goes up to Dio's friends and finds out that Dio kissed this girl before him. So she had her first kiss with Dio instead of Jojo. And then that's what ignites the entire you know, the multiple season arc rivalry between these two. And that's what's going to happen with me and Jordan. You know, right now we're kind of friends. But once I get into Resident Evil, once I get into uh, what's the Jill Valentine, right? You know, I don't know if she's in the game. <laughs> she's not. Once I get into it with Ada Wong, he's going to yeah, be just go. watching. He's not, he's not going to be able to stop me. I'm already uh, downloading it. I mean, I'm already buying Resident Evil 4 on eBay. <laughs> what else do we talk about? Uh, Reggie fils memoir leaked on the internet. Did you see this? It was complete. It was supposed to come out May 3rd. No, I didn't see it. Let me, let me hear what you got. I mean, uh, this is the first page. <clears throat> he who would live must fight. He who doesn't wish to fight in this world where permanent struggle is the law of life has not the right to exist. What? What does that mean? Wow. What is he? I don't know. It's an odd take from Reggie. <laughs> I mean, Reggie always seemed to be like a serious man. Okay, another thing, uh, the next sentence, obstacles do not exist to be surrendered to, but only to be broken. Huh. Oh, so is he like, he's starting off with some help, self-help kind of stuff? Yeah, I guess that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, it is going to have self-help stuff in it, actually. So that must be what that is. Uh-huh. Okay, so the next page uh, starts off with, While the Zionists try to make the rest of the world believe <laughs> that the national consciousness of the Jew finds its satisfaction in the creation of a Palestinian state, the Jews again slightly dupe the dumb goyim. It doesn't even enter their heads to build up a Jewish state in Palestine for the purpose of living there. All they want is central organization for their international world swinder, endowed with its own sovereign rights and removed from the intervention of other states, a haven for convicted scoundrels and a university for building crooks. It is a sign of their rising confidence and a sense of security that at a time when one section is still playing the German, Frenchman, or the Englishman, the other with open efferency comes out as the Jewish race. Okay, well, that's I don't know, Reggie. I don't know. Can we can we even say that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that one's dicey. Yeah, that one's. Kinda... I don't know. That one might get him in trouble. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, man, Reggie fils after after leaving Nintendo. I don't know. He's kind of off the rails, dude. Uh, <laughs> Okay, this is kind of kind of screwed up. I didn't know. Uh, we must find a final solution to this issue. What? What issue? What is he talking about? Anyways, <laughs> speaking of ending stuff, we're ending this episode. 
You know what? We might be ending the Tempcast. This might be the last episode. Who knows? Who knows? I might die. Who knows? Steven might die. Eric might die. <laughs> well, that wouldn't end the podcast at this point. I, I think Eric could pass away. I can't do this without you, Steven. I can't. I can't do it without you. Um, you know, Jordan, that would be sad. That would be sad. <laughs> but anyways, that's what makes the Tempcast beautiful. It's the, it's the ambiguity of the permanence of this experience that you are experiencing. That's, that's another quote from a Reggie fils uh, <laughs> <fuck>. <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great night. Bye. All right. See ya. Bye.